Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. I'm going to do a recap from about three weeks ago. It was based on a vision that the Lord gave me. And there was this spirit and then there was this person. And there was no talking, but this spirit had control over this person. They were drawn to something that was not a part of their character. And as I was looking, I was saying, what is it that makes them drawn to this? Because this is not a part of their character. And the Lord said, it's the lie that they received. The lie that they received, not the lie that they told, but the lie that they receive. And we know who is the father of lies. Satan is the father of lies. And then we went through the definition of what a lie was. And it's, it was, it's defined as to make an untrue statement with intent to deceive someone and it's believed. So a lie cannot take root unless in you the lie is received and you must believe it in order for it to give birth. And we know that Satan is the father of lies and the only thing that he give birth to is lies. So when there's a failure, it's behind a lie. We know that there's only two kingdoms, the kingdom of Jesus Christ his dear son and the kingdom of darkness. And we know that in the kingdom of darkness, it operate off lies. Amen? Amen. So we have to be careful. We talked about being careful about what we are receiving and believing and walking according to this world, the course of this world. And we came out of Genesis 3 and 15 and it read, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. So we were looking at two different seeds. Amen. John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto me, cometh unto the father, but by me. Then we went to Colossians 1 and 13. And it says, who hath delivered us? from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we talking about the kingdom of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of darkness. And we understood and we came to the conclusion that there is no middle ground. You're either operating in the kingdom of his dear son or you're operating in the kingdom of darkness. No middle ground. Do we all agree to that? There's no middle ground. Okay. And John 8 and 44, and 44, I'm going to read the amplified version. It says, you are your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar and the father of lies and halves truths. We witnessed this in the Garden of Eden when the serpent beguiled Eve with a half true. So a half true is equated as a lie. Then the kingdom of darkness is in operation. So we must understand that. 
So when we are moving about, when we are operating, doing, going about our daily lives, we've got to make sure that we are not operating in the kingdom of darkness behind a lie that we bought from Satan. And we're going to go through that. Amen? Amen. Receive is defined. Generally accepted as being right or correct because it's based on an authority. So we have the authority by which we've been given through Christ Jesus. And when you receive a lie, it's based on something that you have believed as true. And it's through the authority of the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Amen. No middle ground here. When you receive something, you let it enter. You it's admitted to accept mentally as authentic, valid, and for the believers, that's Jesus, the word of God. And the Bible is our final authority. And remember, the father is the carrier of the seed. A seed must be implanted in order to take birth. We as the believer, let's not buy the subtle lies, the lies of no harm. Amen? Amen. We have to cast down the words that's contrary to the word of God. Amen. We have to cast down the images that's contrary to the word of God. Amen. The wicked words, deeds that's not pulled up or renounced, continues to perform and Satan's kingdom is continued to be enlarged. As believers, we should not be enlarging Satan kingdoms because a lie that we receive and believe because it's the standard according to the world. Amen? Amen. Satan. Then we went over, we asked the question, does Satan have power? We came to the conclusion of what? Satan does not have power. And then I asked the question, does a witch have power? We came to the conclusion that the witch does not have power. Then I said, well, why do a lot of us in certain areas, we don't want to go because we say the root man resides in that area. We're going to keep it real. Uh, we don't want to go over there because they're casting spells. When we know that Satan was stripped of all of his power, made an open show. So why do we believe or we say see those words they are implanted they are implanted in our mind and our thoughts because we've heard this over time you know through our elders you know and we bought that and we begin to speak that and we believe that because that's what we've heard and that's what we received because you're not going to speak something that has not been received and implanted so we said if you believe that then that's the kingdom of darkness. We bought a lie. Are we clear on that? So we're not going to no longer see a witch can cast a spell on you because a witch does not have power. See, that comes from television images. That comes from reading stories. A witch has no power. All of their power has been given and the authority has been given to the believer. Not the witches, not the root man. So you say, well, what? What are they doing? How are they doing this? They are doing it because you're giving over your authority by believing and receiving. And once you believed that thing and received it, it took birth. 
I had a friend once and I was back and forth with her and I was saying, don't do that, don't do that. And she said she went to this person. Some people call them spiritual advisors, amen? That's the, the bottom line. It's a familiar spirit, okay? They're not spiritual advisors. The card readers, they're not spiritual advisors, you guys. They operate with the familiar and uh, under the pretense of a familiar spirit using scripture. They use scripture. So we as believers, we think it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And we're going to deal with that. Amen? Amen. It's not okay. Can I hear you say it? It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so now, pastor got this revelation one night in Bible study. And I'm going to read Psalms 37 and 12. The wicked plot against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The wicked plot. When you believe this, when you believe that Satan has power, when you walk according to the course of the world, when you operate according to world's customs, being selfish, doing it our way, giving somebody a piece of your mind when it goes contrary to the word, which kingdom are you operating in? Darkness. Darkness. Because there is no middle. Rather than holding your peace, an eye for an eye, where if he said it to me, back at him. See, he don't know who he's talking about. He don't know who he messing with. See, that's our response in many times instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to show love. Peace be with you, mate, brother. Amen, brother. Let your answer be yay and nay. Don't go through all those changes. Let it go. Because Satan is seeking whom he can or may devour. And why do you think he's seeking you out? He's not seeking you out to tell you the truth. He's seeking you out to see if you will buy his lies or buy into his program or buy into his kingdom. He's not seeking you out that you may have a joyful, peaceful life. Because he, see, he is the father of lies. There's no truth in him. There's no joy in him. It's not operating. So, we got to understand why he is seeking us out. Amen? Amen. Let's not advance Satan's kingdom. Right. Just like the Lord needs a body to get his will done here in the earth, Satan needs a body to advance his kingdom here in the earth. Amen. No middle ground. Amen. What are we doing? How are we living our lives? Right. Don't give Satan your authority. In Bible study, we call them power books. Funding the plot. Don't fund his plot against you. Let's not be found doing that. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness, corruption, eternal death, destruction, and decay. The kingdom of his dear son, our eldest brother. The only one king. Lordship, ruler over all, the one that shed his precious blood for you. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of light. That's the kingdom of light, not darkness. Amen. As believers, that's who we are. That's what we profess. Amen. 
And then we went over defining moments. What are the defining moments of what moment in your life defined you to bring you to a certain point and junction? A defining moment is a point in your life when you're urged to make a pivotal decision or when you experience something that fundamentally changed you. Not only do they change you, these moments define us, but they have a transformative effect on our perception and behavior. We have defining moments in our lives that gives us a perception in our behavior. We behave according to what has defined us. As believers, it should be only the word. Our lives should be defined by the word and the word only. Amen? Amen. Defining moments. Okay. Let's get started. If you would go to, to Matthew, we're going to be in the Gospels quite a bit this morning. Go to Matthew chapter 10 for me. Those of you that has your, have your Bibles, your phones, those that are online, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. When you get there, let's hear amen, please. Amen. amen. Matthew chapter 10, and it reads, And when he had called unto him, him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease. All manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Are we disciples of Christ this morning? Do you believe as a disciple of Christ that you've been given power against unclean spirits? To cast them out. To heal all manner of sicknesses and diseases. But see, in order to operate in that vein or operate in that power as a believer, we cannot mix the two. We can't straddle the fence. We can't buy lies from the kingdom of darkness and operate according to that power behind a false belief. And you moving and you having your being, not knowing that this is not a part of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So we're limited in opening the blinded eyes. And we said like the uh, three Sundays ago, we've had some experience where we've had victories. But we've had some experience where we prayed and we didn't see the blinded eyes open. We didn't see healing take forth. So we want to always have ourselves in a position where this power and this authority, according to the word that we have and we can deliver as believers, as disciples, greater works shall they do because he went to the father. So if we don't see the greater work. Let's examine our lives and say, okay, God. I know it's on me. It's always on us, never on him. Because he's finished it. He went to the cross. He said it's finished. He was buried. Amen? Resurrected. And he's seated on the right hand of the Father. 
If you believe that, then you're in good standing. But if you believe in something that was created out of the kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, we need to correct that. This is just a, a moment in time and a defining moment where we examine our lives and say, you know what, God, I'm going to change. There's some things that I need to correct. There's some things in just going through this, the scriptures. I've had to say, OK, God, that the Lord brought before me and I'm going, wow, something that happened when I was in my teens. In my teens, you guys, over 45 years ago. But he's faithful. He will not leave you like he found you. Amen. He is faithful. He's faithful. And one of the things that he showed me was when we, you know, back in the day when we would go to the fair sometimes and we got old enough, our parents would let us go without them. Okay. And I was with one of my cousins and he flashed it across my face. And there was a line. I could even see where the booth was located. Amen. And there was, they had the palmness and the people with the crystal balls at the North Florida Fair, y'all. Okay. Uh -huh. as, a, as teenagers, you just be going with the flow. That's right. Sowing into the kingdom of darkness. I sowed into the kingdom of darkness, unaware. But he is faithful. He showed me, flashed across my face. Uh -huh. I renounced it. I'm renouncing it before you all. Yes, let you bring you bring your deeds to the light. They will be wrought in God. Yes. I renounced it. I said, God, I thank you for showing me that. Yes. Then another day he flashed another vision before my face. I was about 19 this time. And there was this elderly lady. She asked me to take her to Georgia, y'all. Be careful when folk ask you to take you to Georgia, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm 19. She an elderly woman. I'm not asking her, are we going shopping? I'm just driving. She telling me where to turn. And when we pull up, we pull up in front of this little shack, maybe eight by 10, okay? And I say, well, who live there? And she said, that's the root man. I said, oh, Jesus. You see? Wrong, wrong, wrong. I said, Lord, I renounce it. Being a vehicle to transport someone to stand before the door of the wicked. That's how we do that. Amen. 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 Now, so he's given us the power. See, that's an avenue where you can lose your power without knowing it. There's always, it's always on our end. So verse two says, now the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Aphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. We're going to look at the life of Judas this morning. Amen? Amen. Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, they both betrayed him. But we're going to look at the different positions and the different positions of their heart. As uh, um, Sister Bree talked about the posture of their hearts. Now, if you would go with me to John... Chapter 12. 
John chapter 12. And we're going to start at the fourth verse. And we'll read through the six. Are we there? Amen. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put in them. So here we have Judas. He's a disciple of Jesus. And he's painting the picture that he's concerned about the poor when that's really not his motive. So we already know that Judas has been deceived. How do you hang with truth and then go into a mode of deception when you're supposed to be keeping the money bag and you are in his inner circle? As believers, are you in his inner circle? Are you? Yes. Are you in his inner circle? Y'all dragging on that. Amen. I am in his inner circle. Amen. So when Satan come with his plots, because of whose you are, we've been bought with a price. Amen? Amen. We don't belong to us. That's right. As pastor been giving us bits and pieces in Bible study, you belong to a king. And he's made us kings and priests, amen, forever. So kings and priests should not be communing with the workers of darkness, amen? No matter what label it may have on it, it's just ought not to be so. So here we have Judas. He's betraying Christ. And now let's go to uh, verse 5. Why was not this ointment sold for three pe 300 pences and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bared what was in it. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always yet ye have with you, but me, ye have not always. Amen. He would not, he wouldn't even, he didn't even buy what Jesus was saying. He was saying, leave alone. That should be us. When we're presented with certain things. No, 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 no. Amen. We're not going to take part in that. Amen. And recognize that it was wrong. Recognize, see, because truth, Jesus was truth. He recognized that it was wrong. You got the truth in you. There, you shouldn't be saying, well, well, he deceived me. See, when you're operating in your flesh, you will be deceived. But when you are walking in the spirit, the spirit will detect a lie, like a radar. And it'll cast it down. So who's receiving what? You have to answer that question. Amen? Amen. You have to answer that question. Subtle. Deceit motive. Look at his posture. The love of it. He didn't just want the money. 
Judas loved money, amen? And he, and he had a lust for more of it. What do we have a lust for more than the word? What are we going after? What, uh, what do we have a lust for? Only you can answer that. You must be honest. What are you going after? That's a part of the kingdom of darkness. Answer that question for yourself. Amen. Amen. Now let's go to Luke 22. As we read, let's learn from Judas. Amen. Amen. Luke 22, 1 through 6, and it reads, Now the feast of unleavening bread draw now, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan, what you say, unto Judas, surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Now here we have Judas, one of Christ's disciples, and Satan entered him? Now how was that possible? What did Judas buy? Could it be that he received and believed a lie? Hmm? That he would commune with darkness. He communed with darkness, you all. And not only did he commune with it, he walked it out. Because at any point in time, just imagine Judas being one of the disciples. He's going back and forth. Christ pulled his disciples to the side and he began to teach and preach. Judas was there when he was teaching and preaching. So was Judas really hearing when he was there? Or was he anticipating on going some other place and taking care of his business with the scribes and the high priests? And you would think, now see the scribes and the high priests, they were in the temple. They were kind of like over the temple, okay? So we're talking about people in high positions here, okay? So... Just as he was beguiled behind a lie, so was Judas. We are citizens of what? Heaven. We're sojourners in the earth. This is not our home. We're in a foreign land. When one, one of our loved ones passes, what, we, what, what, what do we say? We're going to give them a what? Homegoing celebration. Because we recognize that this was not their home. But let's not recognize that this is not our home after we close our eyes and somebody else have to recognize for us that this is not our home. Amen? Amen. This is not our home. We are sojourners. We're not to operate according to the course of this world. Judas commune with chief priests and captains that he might betray him unto them. Who are we communing with? With performing rites. 
sacrifices. Who and what are we allowing to have authority or rule over our temple? Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? So who are we allowing to take authority over our temple? When Jesus is in there, who are we communing with? Wickedness in high places? You have to answer that. You have to answer that. Verse 5, and they were glad and they coveted to give him money. Not only did he commune with them, he made a covenant with them to give them money. Let's not be making covenants with the kingdom of darkness. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude, away from the masses, in a secluded place, from those who would be in opposition. See, the enemy always want to pull you away from your church family. He want to pull you away from like-minded believers. He want to get you by yourself so I can sell and get you to buy what I'm selling. So I can sell. Only thing he going to sell you is a bunch of lies. And then they begin to reproduce. But if I can just get you not to go to church, if I can just give, we, and he'll give you good excuses, y'all. Y'all know that, right? Judas, like you said, the same spirit same devil okay that duped jesus he he talks to us but it's depending on whether you cast it down you cast down every high thing in imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and then you bring it into captivity to the obedience in christ but who has whose job is that it's our job it's our job to do that Secluded. See, in the garden, it was secluded. Not many people visited. It was shelter. It was a private. See, Satan will come to you in your private time. When you're by yourself. When you're alone. When, you're, when he done sold you a lie and you, and you bought it. Now you're busted and disgusted. Then he come to you and he make you busted and disgusted some more. He just pile it on top. And then he make you feel bad. For what you've done when he was the one that sold you the lie. Amen. Amen. To pull you away, to pull you away from like-minded believers or your church family. Don't let your pastors have to be calling you and asking you where you are. Amen. Amen. You gotta want this for yourself. See, because as your shepherd. He don't want the big bad wolf to get his sheep. But sometimes the sheep be bad. (laughs) Sheep be running. Come on into the fold. He be trying to keep you in the fold under that umbrella so that he can shield and protect you and shape your life with the word. Y'all stop running from the shepherd. Stop. Don't, Don't go out there by yourself. Out from under the covering so the big bad wolf can get you? And who was the big bad wolf? There you go. Y'all getting it. Opportunist. A person who exploits 
circumstances to gain immediate advantage rather than being guided by consistent principles or plan. Opportunists. We shouldn't be opportunists. Amen? Our lives, we have blueprints. Our lives been mapped out before our fathers knew our mother, before we were in our mother's womb. God already had a plan for your life. So you don't have to be an opportunist. The door, he has a door. He is that doorway. The doorway to your life is Jesus. All you got to trust him and walk through the doors. See, Jesus opened doors. The enemy dangled opportunities in front of you. And they're not in line with that of the will of the Father for you. But because if we are opportunists and we seek to advance according to the world's way, you're going to buy a lie and you're going to end up in a ditch. You may survive it for 10 years, but trust me, anything that he birthed is going to come to death. No ifs, ands, and buts, y'all. An opportunist. Is according to what to gain at any point in time for themselves. Satan is roaming about seeking whom he may devour. Sounds like an opportunist to me. All I need is just an opportunity to get them by themselves. All I need is just an opportunity to sell them this lie. If I can pull them away from sister, because she always talking about that word and she believe for real. But if I could just get them by themselves, you know what? Sister so-and-so, she over here. Sister A, she over here. Now, she ain't believing like that. If I can just get her to get with her, then I can get both of them. See? Opportunist. Satan is an opportunist. See, according to the world... If you don't seize an opportunity when you see it, you're leaving a lot of money and success on the table. Sounds like Judas. He was seizing the opportunity for the chief priests and the scribes to get hope to Jesus so they can kill him. And he didn't want to leave that money on the table. Amen? Amen. Opportunists. Suddenly, taking stuff by force, the enemy snatching Taking something that's tangible. Failing to allow for the accommodation of a clear perception of what is right and wrong. What is unethical. Clever. He's skillful. Invasive. Not straightforward. It's about you and your person again. Now, according to the kingdom, that is totally different. Deuteronomy, you don't have to turn here. Chapter 8 and 18 verse. I'm going to read the amplified version. But you shall remember with profound respect the Lord your God, for it is he who giveth you power to make wealth. It is God that gives you power to make wealth. You don't need to stay in his devices. God has already said it. I will give you power to make wealth. Not get it, make it. Create it. Amen? Amen. And he, that, now look why, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore, solemnly promised, 
to your fathers as it is this day. He's already provided. He's, you're already in covenant with the king who promised. And he's not a covenant breaker. He's not a covenant breaker. So we don't need to covenant with the workers of darkness. We don't need to walk according to the course of this world. Because we got a king. We are part of a territory where our king, he take care. And if we cry for help, he send his army. He has a legion. Amen. Angels. He's given you authority. You have angels. Call them. Send them forth. Warring angels. Angels of healing. Go forth. But if you believe you can do this through some other means, you're not going to call on the angels. You're going to call on Sister Faith. You're going to go to a spiritual advisor. See, because when we do these things, we're seeking knowledge, y'all. And when we we are when our ears when we go walk according uh, uh walk away from the word you become dull in your hearing you can't really hear the things of God when you're dibbling dabbling over here so you seek answers through some other means right. you hold your hand out there for somebody to read your palm because I need to know what the Lord said about my husband my wife I need to know about this job. All in the name of Jesus. Ought not to be so. Ought not to be so. Matthew 27, verses 3 through 5. And it reads, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, and brought again 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to it. Now y'all look at what they say. What is that to us? See thou to it. Let's not live our lives to mirror a Judas moment, amen? Not for power. Worldly status, information gained through another door, being a thief and robber of the kingdom. Jesus is that door. Now, after he recognized that he had sinned and betrayed innocent blood, and they, their response, and can you imagine you betraying the king of kings? Now, you done delivered him into the hands of the chief priests and the elders, okay? And they say, be thou to it. Duh. See, that was a plot of Satan. And the response that they gave him is just what Satan say to us when we dibble and dabble where we shouldn't be. And we realize we done messed up. He go, duh, that was my point. That was the whole purpose of it. Yes. To get you to walk away from the kingdom of light and operate in the kingdom of darkness. Yes. Duh. Uh -huh. 
Have you all had a dull moment? I messed that up. They got me on that one. That's what that's what they're saying to Jesus. I mean, uh, Judas, duh. See that to it. Go get him. Deliver. But Judas, at any point in time, even though we know this was the plan of God, we're going to look at how Jesus responded to it. Judas could have pulled up. Now, he could have pulled up, but he didn't. Matthew, let's go. We, I told you guys we're going to be in, in the Gospels. Let's go to Matthew 6, 24, 25, 30, and 33. Matthew 6. I'm going to read Amplified. I'm going to read KJ first and then Amplified. Now it says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other. Or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mamma. You can't serve God and money. Two masters. So now we understand that we can have more than one master. More than one master you can have. But can you have more than one Lord? More than one Savior? More than one king. He's Lord of lords and king of kings. There's only one Lord and his name is Jesus. But you can have more than one master. You can't serve two masters. Verse 25, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. It is not life more than meat and the body than the raiment. Take no thought. Don't seek after those things because the Father knows what you have need of. See, he don't want you to get snared in that trap. He don't want you to have a Judas moment. He don't want a Judas moment to define your life and prohibit him from operating in your life. The Judas moments. Amplified reads it like this. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mamma, money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. Who gets your time? Who do you spend intimate time with? Are you spending intimate time with the Lord. Do you value this word? Because the word says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Amen? And he became flesh and dwelled among us. What are you spending time? Who are you spending time with? Anything that you value more above this word is a master. See, because first, you got to first believe that you can have two masters. And you do that a lot of times with your actions, the way that we operate. If you don't believe something, you're not going to walk in it. Because if you don't believe this word, you're not going to walk in it. You got to believe it and receive it in order to walk in it. You got to believe and receive that you can walk contrary to this word. Defining moment. Let's not let that be a defining moment. Amen. Judas received a lie from the father of lies. He couldn't serve two masters. Right. The post of Judas' heart. 
Satan gave the opportunity. Judas was malicious. He made a bad decision, free will. Judas communed with darkness. He walked it out. And the one he gave allegiance to stole his life. He comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. The one that he gave allegiance to, the one that he communed with, stole his life. Remember, Satan entered into Judas. Satan stole Judas' life because he was in commune and fellowship with the workers of darkness, the priests and the scribes. Amen. Let's not commune with the workers of darkness. Let's not be found. Let, let that not be us. Matthew 26, chapter 26. Go to Matthew chapter 26, please. We're still talking about Judas here, a Judas moment. 26 and 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priest and said unto him, What will you give me if I deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time he sought the opportunity to pray betray him. Now the first day of the feast of the unleavening bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying unto him, will thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to such a man and say unto him, the master saith, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. Now when the, when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and they did eat. And he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto them, to him, Lord, is it I? Now, these are his disciples. He's saying, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. 24, the son of man goeth as, as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had been born, not been born. Look how Jesus deemed Judas. If that man had not been born. Judas. Look what Judas said. Judas said, which betrayed him, answered, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou saith. Now we got the other disciples who called Jesus Lord. Judas did not call him Lord. He called him Masters. We know you can have more than one master, right? So here we have Judas, a disciple, not recognizing Christ Jesus and his Lordship. So do you think that's why he betrayed him? Because he was not master over him. He never he saw him as master, not a lord. He didn't see him in his lordship and his kingship. He saw him as a master. And you wonder why Judas went and hung himself. See, only Jesus had the power to forgive sins, not Satan. So Judas ended up committing suicide behind a lie. And he didn't have a savior. That's right. See, when you put your trust in the kingdom of darkness uh -huh. and not in the kingdom of light, uh -huh. 
you're absent a savior and you will fall headlong and it's you that committed suicide because it's a choice which kingdom you operate in Judas said master the rest of them call him Lord amen Lord let's not be found doing a Judas moment now let go with me to Matthew 15 22 and 28 we're gonna look at the Canaan night woman Matthew 15 verses 22 through 28 and behold a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying have mercy on me O Lord that son of David my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil but he answered not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Look at the Canaanite's woman's response. She didn't say, Master, help me, because you can have more than one master. She said, Lord, help me. So when you in trouble, who are you going for and who are you crying out to? Is it your neighbor? Is it your coworker? Are you crying out and saying, Lord, help me? In his lordship, there's power and authority to forgive sins. To wipe the slate clean. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Look what he said to her. It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the door, to the dogs. Now look at her response and think about Judas' response. And she said, true Lord, she's still recognizing him in his lordship, a Canaanite woman, not a Jew, okay? Amen. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which falleth from their master's table. Now, she just let us know that the dogs have masters. So can you see where Judas went wrong? He did not recognize Jesus in his lordship. Are you recognizing Jesus in his lordship in your situation? In your life? Is he lord? Is he lord? Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which falleth from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it, un be it unto thee even as thy will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Because she believed in his lordship. Now here he had a disciple that went and hung himself because he didn't recognize nor believe in his lordship and it was lost. Amen. 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 You're kings and priests. You have a king who's Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The wicked plotted against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. Amen. Amen. Satan will no longer be the God of this earth one day. He knows it. But he never gets tired of plotting to get your power and your authority through suggestions that's not cast down, lies that you receive as no harm. Judas bought the lie. What are we involved in that's not of the kingdom of God? Yet we deem no harm. Who are we communing with? Performing rites, sacrifices? 
Who are we allowing to have authority over our temples? We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Is it spiritual advisor, card readers, charmers? Who bind stuff to bless for, you go for blessing, some go for cursing, the root man. Who are you giving your authority over to? Is it the Masons? Are you pledging? Is it the Eastern Star? Are you pledging? Is it your frat brothers? Is it fraternity? Sorority? Alpha and Omega? When he has declared that I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, saith the Lord. This is Revelation 1 and 8. Which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So why are we in sororities that's pledging that I'm Alpha and Omega? It goes again. as believers, it ought not to be so. See, but Satan gets you caught up in this when you're young and you don't know no better. But now, when I was a child, I thought as a child. But when I came, became a man, I put away the foolish things. Are you willing to turn away from these things? Are you willing to renounce these things? It's the kingdom of darkness. Let's not have a Judas moment. Amen. Matthew 5 and 33 and 37. You don't have to turn here. I'm getting ready to close. And again, you have heard that it is said to men of old, you shall not make vows, false vows, but you shall fulfill your vow to the Lord as a religious duty. Fulfill your vow to the Lord because you owe him. For what he she shed at your his precious blood, we owe him our lives. It's not our life. Your life don't belong to you. Amen? Amen. But I say to you, do not make an oath at all, either by the heavens, for it's the throne of God. What are we making oaths by? Or by the earth, for it's his footstool of his feet. Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall ye make an oath by your head. For you're not able to make a singer hair black or white. But let your statement be yes or no. Affirm yes or no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. Anything more than that comes from who? The evil one. The tempter. Your temper. I just lose it sometimes. They made me go there. They're my frat boys. They're my sisters. What are we doing that we need to correct today? What have we sown into that we need to correct today? Let's be honest. See, because God have need of each and every one of you. The Lord have need of you. Amen. Amen. But it's a personal decision. There's some things God can't do when we engage in these type activities. It prohibits the plan of God for your life. And then we wonder, what is going on? I just can't seem to get this or do that. I can't get this to break. It's behind a lie that you received. Amen. Amen. Examine yourselves. 
Just as when we take communion, the word tells you to examine yourselves. See, when you're taking communion, you're communing with the word. So the word today is saying, examine yourselves. Whose side are you on? Which kingdom are you going to reside in? No straddling the fence. It's going to be in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. Choose you. This day. Who you going to serve? I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed. <laughs>